So good morning. Thank you for having me here today. I appreciate it very much. Uh, so it doesn't seem like a day goes by in the news where we don't read about a forest fire somewhere on the West Coast. The drought in the West is really affecting things quite a bit, um, not only just with the water shortages, but with all the fires. In fact, about a couple, a couple weeks ago on the radio, I was listening to an interview with a, fire, a regional fire chief in Washington State. And the man was saying that the, the drought is affecting even Washington and the forests up north in Washington State are drying up just as they are down in California. Now, unlike California where there's all those overwatered, manicured lawns, the houses in Washington uh, are built into the woods, a lot like here. We don't tear down our forests just to build a house. We kind of build it into the trees and in the woods. So the fire chief up north in Washington was very concerned about this because if forest fires start happening, it could demolish whole towns and whole neighborhoods very, very quickly and displace a lot of people. On the news um, just yesterday in morning, there was a lady who talked about losing her house or having to run, and she said, you have no idea what it's like to be displaced until you've lost everything. Here in America, we tend to see uh, refugees often as a natural disaster, um, people running from floods, waters, tornadoes, forest fires. But in other countries, people flee because of religious or political persecution, war, and even natural disasters that their countries do not have the resources to help recover from. In today's old gospel reading, we see the Israelites while they're refugees. There's a new pharaoh in Egypt, and he's skeptical and does not like all the foreigners that are in Egypt, so he begins to crank down on them, ultimately making uh, them into slaves, which includes uh, the Israelites as well. And we know this story pretty well that we heard today in the first reading. God calls Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, and the Israelites are refugees now. They are lost in the wilderness in today's lesson. They are in a refugee camp, and they have no idea what the future holds for them, so they begin to, pro they begin to complain. I envision kind of a modern-day version of this is what we see on the news where you see the, in the Middle East a lot of the Syrian refugees and tents in rows and rows and rows of these UN tents and uh, the dry desert around them. And the Israelites begin to grow restless and weary. They continue, but God does not abandon them. God actually helps them with the bread and the quails that he feeds them with. But before that we get to, before he feeds them, you know, the Israelites are even thinking, you know, maybe we should go back. It's better to go back to the persecution that we knew and the things that we knew than it is to keep moving forward into this future. We have no idea what it looks like. And isn't that human nature? We often think the past is better than the future, and we get very nostalgic that way, whether it's the truth or not. So ultimately, the Israelites end up in a foreign land, and they make new lives for themselves. They are out of the wilderness and into a promised land that God ultimately provided. Today's gospel is the scene immediately after the feeding of the 5,000, and the people want more of Jesus than what Jesus was offering. They wanted miracles and food. He quickly reminds them that there is more to life than material goods. He states, It is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven, and gives life to the world. 
All of us sitting here this morning, we are actually people of the resurrection. We're sitting here because we understand what, how the story with the, got Jesus and these disciples and the people who are following him around, how that story ends. We're here because we understand in our own lives that Christ's death and resurrection and God's promise to never abandon us and to be with us forever. We know what it's like to experience, at least in this world, as imperfect as it is, what that promised land is like. Martin Luther explains that when we truly understand and experience what God has done for us, we cannot, cannot help but share the love and hope of the world around us. We want to bring all people into the promised land with us. We want to share and remind them that they're all children of God. So I'm here with you today to talk about some of that good work that you have lived out and talk about Lutheran Immigration Refugee Service and to thank you for the great work that you have done and that you've been doing for decades now. So back in, during World War II, uh, the church leaders of the predecessor church bodies before the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America and the leaders of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod came together during World War II and at the end to say, hey, we have all these people in refugee camps in Europe. We're called by God to serve our neighbors. How do we help them? So that was the first time Lutherans intentionally gathered together and went across an ocean to help out people who were living like the Israelites and looking for a promised land to call home again. Since that time in the 1950s, the Hunga LIRS has helped the Hungarians. Um, I was joking that my, I think my family may have come through LIRS because my, family are, my parents are Hungarian immigrants and it was a Norwegian Lutheran refugee camp in Austria that helped process my family into the United States, though I have no proof on that, it's just a theory. <laughs> Uh, my second call congregation has sponsored uh, Cambodian families. We've helped Vietnamese people, Burmese, people from all over Africa. Um, I know that your congregation, I heard that this morning, has sponsored an Iraqi family in the past. So as Lutherans, we do a very good job on keeping quiet about the good work that we do. But in those 76 years that we've been doing this work, and you've been doing this work, We've helped 500,000 people find that place to call home in that new promised land where they can feel God has not abandoned them and that they're children of God. Of course, just like all the good work that you do, helping the homeless and everything else, the work never seems to be finished. In 2014, we saw the highest levels of forcibly displaced people since World War II. Uh, so our work uh, to walk alongside newcomers and welcoming them, welcoming them into our community continues here in the United States for sure. So I am very honored to be with you all this morning and to say thank you for being the people of the resurrection and sharing your love and faith with your neighbors, especially your new neighbors. Your volunteerism and support make a big difference in the lives of those you, who receive the fruits of your generosity. Your stewardship helps to bring about a promised land for the newcomers into the community. And like the Israelites, coming from a place of wandering, and they're hungry and they're thirsty, but not necessarily for food, but for love and community. They're longing for their promised land. People have wandered into the United States and in the community from all over the world. They are mourning the loss of what they had and are trusting and hoping in a future they cannot envision. Like the Israelites, they are longing for their journey to be over and to create a new home, a home where they can live and be a part of the community. 
So I want to say thank you for helping newcomers find rest, create a home, and learn to thrive in this new land, this imperfect land of ours, but it's a promised land to them where they can go to bed safe at night. Uh, so thank you for responding to God's call and for helping people move forward into a bright future where they can be children of God. And thank you for that money, for the $4,600 that makes a world of difference. Um, about $700 helps a family get a new kitchen. So just think about that. If you have no, come into this country with nothing, you need beds, um, you know what that's like here, especially to help out people who need beds and clothings and kitchens and just a place to start with the basic needs is very important. Um, I want to share a video with you all that kind of has a, a personal journey. Unfortunately, like I was saying, in the 2014, Syrians are now our number one displaced people in the world. And uh, I just wanted to share one quick video with you uh, highlighting how just a little bit of help makes a world of difference to somebody's life. <laughs> 